The cats nestle close to their kittens. The lambs have laid down with the sheep. You're cozy and warm in your bed, my dear. Please go the fuck to sleep. Welcome back to Poor Life Decision. This is Chris. And this is Doyen. Yay! I'm so excited to be back. (laughs) I'm just just gonna warn you, I'm already a few drinks in. So, um, Doyen, why don't you let us know what you're drinking tonight? Um, I'm also going to warn you because sometime between last weekend and this weekend, my friends decided to suggest um, a cocktail recipe called Hanchata. And so mm. it is a lot. Actually, it's like six ounces of, no, four ounces of rum horchata, if you're not me. Um, <laughs> and then one and a half ounce of Hennessy, again, if you're not me. Uh, I kind of play with those numbers a little bit. But um, it's fun. Like, if I was Santa Claus and you needed to leave out cookies and milk for Santa, this is what oh. I oh, you know what? That's what I should have done. <laughs> when I used to keep my niece with my sister work nights and she was with me several Christmas Eves, like she would make me, first of all, I have to remember to get milk from the store because I don't drink milk. She would make me leave out milk and we would make Christmas cookies. And then <laughs> like See, the first time. You could have like slid the Hennessy in. I and... could have had the, the Hennessy <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> I was on the phone with my mom, like, my mama, I don't drink milk. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I got to drink this milk. She's got to think Santa came. And my mom was like, right. (laughs) My mom was like, uh, calm down, pour it down the sink. I mean, she's not watching you drink it. Just I was spazzing out because I did not want, like, this was her first Christmas that she really kind of knew what was going on. And I did not want to ruin it. That's fair. I guess. Great drink. Um, how was your weekend? It was good. Um, uh, it was busy, but I can't remember what I did. So yeah, that was it. How was yours? Uh, pretty good. I am drinking a Silver Breeze. That is Ooh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it is cranberry juice, lemonade, and grapefruit juice and Patron. And so basically, so- basically, I had some Patron, and I just googled. Patron mixed drinks. <laughs> oh, I was like, I didn't know if you just had the juices in your fridge. Or like I did have, I did have the juices. I have a cranberry lemonade mix, and then I had grapefruit juice. And so oh. when I was um, like scanning to see what drinks I could make, I was like, "Ooh, this one's good because I don't have to go to the grocery store." Gotcha. That's how I make That's all my decisions. Silver, silver bullet breeze. Oh, breeze. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything this weekend. Um, uh, oh, Mississippi I, State won. <laughs> Mississippi State won, which was a great highlight. Um, that did kind of help my mood a little bit. Um, we'll get to we'll get to it later on. We will get to it later on. But after y'all little funky politicians did the kind of crap they did, like Friday, I broke out wow. in hives. <laughs> politicians <laughs> y'all are funky politicians so i spent the weekend basically taking benadryl and rubbing myself down in salve <laughs> so that's basically my weekend 
That sounds like such a sexy weekend. <laughs> um, it kind of so was. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and move on. Um, talk about this week in Doyen's Blackness. Um, yes. So yesterday, my dear friends made me watch The Wire because I've never watched The Wire. Yes. And the funny thing about it is we watched two episodes, but I was watching on Amazon Prime and there's no commercials and it was an hour long. <laughs> so <laughs> essentially they made me watch two movies. <laughs> well, maybe not. But still, it was You loved long. it. You loved it. You loved um, it. Right now I'm a little overwhelmed by the sheer number of characters that's on the show, but I am going to continue giving it a chance and we'll see where we go. Where we net out on that. So, other than the characters, what do you think? Um, like, does it feel believable to you? Well, the thing about it is, you know me, I'm just so, like, so naive. So, I'm like, man, the police is that messed up, pinning all those murders on people and just being so aggressive. <laughs> so, that's a part of the reason why I love having these experiences with you because I know that like you are really naive about stuff like that. Just... So, but the, you know, I don't even remember how we came to the decision to watch The Wire, but however we got there, I was excited because I was like, yes, Doyen needs to watch The Wire. You need to experience this moment in Black culture and You know, it tells a story that needs to be told. And it is very, it is very realistic for Baltimore. I'm I'm sorry. I was going to attempt to do a Baltimore accent, but I can't. (laughs) And I don't want to say. Please don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to be disrespectful. I don't want to sound silly. So I'll just stick to my little country self. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for you. I I wish I wish I could adequately explain how much pleasure we get, both of us get from taking these journeys with you. Um. So yeah. So we watched it yesterday. I tried to give myself a hot oil treatment. That was a mess. But we did watch it. <laughs> And um, so I'm keeping an open mind on this. I'm trying not to like be too judgy, but um, so far it's not unnecessarily murdery. It's just like fairly murdery. And um, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, give it a chance. I know Aegis is gonna be there more. And so yes. I'm just gonna fight through. And with Harris, it's just it's so fun. Like with Harris, he ain't even got no business being Ugh. that fine. And the funny thing about it is, like, he changes, like, over the years. Like, he looks different as he ages. But it's, and like, a new still- level of fine. It's, like, hi, this is iOS 12. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just, like, what? Like, how? How do you continue to be, like, finer and finer with age? I, oh, I can't even, I can't even begin. I can't even begin. I, um, I love him in every movie that he's in. And then you try to play me. And be like, what other movie you seen him in? Paid in full because you made me. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, like, of course, like my micro moment for this week is I'm starting to listen to it's it's funky the way that I'm getting there is uh, listening to NPR Tiny Desk. So hey. even, I hate to say it, but when like Mac Miller passed, I was like, I don't know if I know any Mac Miller songs. Yeah. So <laughs> this week I was listening to like some music of his. Uh, I started off with uh, Tiny Desk and kind of moving from there. Um, I started listening to Leanne Havis. I don't know how you say her last name. Um, no, I'm not, just people I'm not like familiar. 
Yeah, it's like from 2015, so it's old, but she's kind of right up my range with like people like Corinne Bailey Ray and things like that. So, mm-hmm. all in all, I'm working on my blackness, so now I'll be blackity black. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to check her. What's her name again? Leanne is her first name, L-I-A-N-N-E. And oh, okay. don't ask me how to spell her last name. That's good enough. I'm sure that'll pull her up. All right. So we're going to Diddy Bop into current events. Um, if you don't know, like when I say Diddy Bop, I want y'all to think of like, remember that um, BBC reporter where his kid like came in <laughs> the room? <laughs> it just like, you know, came in the room like they owned it. That's pretty much what I think of when I think of Diddy Bop. <laughs> she, she didn't Diddy Bop. She bust through there like, <laughs> what up? <laughs> That's what I think about in my brain. Um. So the first thing we wanted to talk about was uh, probably a text she got sometime last week. Uh-huh. And it wasn't even really a text. It was an emergency alert. And so, like, especially with iPhones, it's the same kind of alert we get for, like, um, Amber Alerts and things like that and weather alerts. And it was just saying, hey, this is a test. And there was... Part of it was there's a lot of hysteria about it. They're just like, oh, I don't want Trump to have my phone number. I'm like, Trump does not have your phone number. He doesn't care about you. (laughs) And then, you know, there is even more hysteria, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And then there was like funniness. But um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was like, what case would happen where we would need to text everybody in this country? Girl. Who knows? Who knows? Just like, who knows? Like, is it like, even nothing. like 9 11? Like, the news would have told us, like, if I'm in Texas, there's no need to tell me terrorist attack happening in New York, <laughs> you know, like on my phone. Like, I'll figure it out very soon. I have news notifications, all kinds of other things. So I'm just like, I don't know what it would take for us to have to contact the entire nation at once. Like all of the reasons that I can think of really still fall back to you having to have a phone. So, because yes, it's 2018, but everybody doesn't have a phone and everybody doesn't have a smartphone at that. And so, but all of the reasons that I'm thinking, it still falls back to me having to have a phone. So I still have to have a phone to get this message. So it's like, why? And I got two of them. Like, I got two. See, so the weird thing about it is, like, there's, like, a 75% penetration rate on all the cell phones in America. (laughs) Stop. What is wrong with you people? Penetration. I have had had too many drinks for you to just (laughs) pop out with penetration, like, out the blue. Somebody was, like, giggling, and I was like, look, I wear... First of all, you know that I am... I, you know that I'm celibate right now, and, I, and, and I'm just, having all these drinks. I'm marketing terms like a market penetration rate. That's all. And you just, just penetration slide, penetration left, penetration right. <laughs> anyway, so only seventy five percent of the cell phones are even hit. Um, and yeah, like it's just interesting. And even like John McAfee was like. So here's the big thing. So a lot of people are talking about how the initiative was started by Bush. Obama worked on it. It got to Trump. And it finally happened. But 
John McAfee, which is like a huge, I don't know, you have to have heard of McAfee before. It's like a huge security company, especially web security or internet and your computer security. And he was like, hey, y'all, he didn't do this right at all. (laughs) So it's like, it's not the fact that this message came out, but it's the fact that they're using the wrong portals to access us. And so they were using kind of, it's hard to explain. Uh, we will link to his tweet, especially after you've had Hany Chata for a while. Um, but basically, <laughs> uh, they were trying to use this patch that, like, basically the emergency, you know, services use instead of using, like, a correct way to access the saw. And so there's a chance, you know, they could definitely get more information from us that we don't want them to have. And so, yeah, that's that's scary. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, of course the feds are, like... Well, you know, <laughs> I, and I mentioned, I mentioned in the group chat that I was really shocked that Apple, you know, went along with this. But I guess they didn't have a choice. But, you know, okay, so McAfee, I'm just going to say this really quickly. So everybody started, like, retweeting him and... Mm-hmm. All I could think of was, ain't he wanted for murder? Like, I, I I, don't know if I need him telling me about my security. Sir, I'm not secure around you. Okay? Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I couldn't, he can be like, good And I one know that he, like, I mean, McAfee is the name for yeah. cybersecurity. Like, I, I get all of that. But I could not see past the fact of, sir, aren't you currently, like, a suspect, a person of interest for like a murder. I, um, I can't. <laughs> so when like Ben Carson ran for president, I learned that you could be really good at one thing in his particular <laughs> case, um, <laughs> being a doctor, and then really bad at other things in that particular. Like he's place. literally a brain surgeon. Yeah. And same thing with McAfee. He could be really good at security and really bad at, like, not murdering people. Not so people. <laughs> I okay. still trust him as his subject matter expert on that particular thing. You're right. Point I taken. don't trust him to hang out in the woods. I was also personally disappointed because before they sent the message, I went into my phone and I turned off my government alerts. The only alert that is turned on on my phone is the Amber alert. But I turn mm-hmm. off the weather. I turn all those off because I don't want them. And so I thought, okay, <laughs> I turn off government alerts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to get this fucking little alert. And so I twice. there's <laughs> a really great website on this world called Snopes.com. <laughs> well, I mean, and I wish down. more people would tap into it. Because literally, I searched Snopes, John McAfee. And it said his claim was presidential alerts are capable of accessing the E911 chips in our phones, which provides the government full access to your location, microphone, camera, and every function on your phone. Their rating is false. (laughs) So, I mean, it sucks that, like, because he has that platform, but you can read more, and I will give y'all this link as well. Yeah. You can read more and see that like he's also just lying. <laughs> I just don't want I just don't want messages from the president. And I I recognize that this is more so a message from the government and mm-hmm. that it's not like his personal pet project. Like I get that. Yeah. But I I listen, listen. Yeah. 
I get enough CNN alerts with from that deal with him. I don't yeah. want alerts directly from him. I don't want a special message from him, but at the same time, I got a special um, message for him. He's not going to be <laughs> the presence forever, and so like right. you know, at the same time, if shit goes down, that uh-huh. the whole country to know at the at the same time, which I still don't know what that would be. Um, I guess maybe an alien attack. Yeah, an alien attack. Know. I think aliens don't want to fuck with us right now. They, they, <laughs> they, they literally probably feel like we're trash. Right. They're like, who president? Okay, catch me in like 2020, <laughs> hopefully. Anyways, um, going on to more people who are disappointing. Um, this week, we want to talk about disappointing white women. And particularly, uh, is her name Betty or is it Bet? Because I don't really know how to pronounce her name. Doyen. Doyen. Did you did you hear the sound of my heart breaking into two? I, I just asked you a question, and all you had to do was let me know. <laughs> Her name is Bet, and before today, I would have really been upset with you for not knowing her name. But because I mean, because of the stuff that she just pulled, she's no longer my fave. It's one of those things where you read it and you kind of come up to your, your own conclusions on like no. what it is no um no leave me alone no. <laughs> um in addition to bet we also will be talking about susan collins but <laughs> let's start with bets e. <laughs> <laughs> so um she basically just quoted uh old john lennon quote and she has since deleted the quote which i didn't mm-hmm. i did not take a screenshot or anything of it um to have for tonight but basically just saying that women were like women are the niggas of society well she said n-word of society and she went on and said mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff and i don't know it kind of makes me tired it just makes me tired to get into it my thing is John Lennon, and I actually don't remember if it was him or Yoko that that said that. People are saying it's him, but I don't remember. Anyway, whoever said it, they were dragged when they said it. Rose McGowan said it again, like last year or year before last, right when the whole Me Too movement was really picking up steam. And she got dragged. And it's like, don't you learn from history, girl? Why are you repeating this again? And her first... Her first tweet after it was very defensive. And she was basically (laughs) like I said what I said. And then I don't know if like one of her good friends, maybe Whoopi called her and was like, girl, no. Okay, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And then she came back and took it down and said, hey, I apologize. I was completely tone deaf. I was trying to say that women are just, you know, overlooked and treated poorly. And I totally did not take into account intersectionality and all that so you know whatever she came back and apologized but the one thing about the the reads that people were giving her were very classy informative reads like they weren't just like take that shit down (laughs) they were telling her why she was wrong and she still was like nope so people like her is what makes it hard for me to be a feminist or like say I'm feminist and people like trust and believe that I want the best for women, all women in this world, because 
white feminists are so tiring they're just like they're really out there for them and even like yes. susan b anthony like yes. i talked about it last week we're like she was really mad because black men got to vote and she couldn't vote you know like it's not like, like how it's very, it, yeah like every time they get faced with like a chance where like a you could think of things in intersectionality or intersectional way or you could go out for yourself they always go out for themselves <laughs> and it's just like girl like help me help you like she just maybe like yeah like i mean so i feel like some people just don't have enough black friends and so they feel like they could go out and just say whatever and like you're not gonna get track. like twitter twitter is our twitter it is black twitter <laughs> like, really like y'all think y'all had twitter but we're what makes twitter so we really are you should, like you know you know, just kind of take a second and think about it. Like, I get that John Lennon said it, but he was stupid. Everybody else who keeps saying it is stupid. And just just leave it alone. But my favorite thing about it was um, the women, the black women on Twitter <coughs> changing their names to nigga squared and super nigga. <laughs> I was just like, yes, I am prime nigga. <laughs> nigga supreme like, it's like, again like there's always so many bad situations and then twitter just makes it like hilarious because that's kind of our therapy yes. is like laughing at because that's what we do <laughs> if we didn't find a reason to laugh if we didn't find a way to laugh at this messed up world like we would all be insane yeah um so the other um disdainful white woman that well no I'm not going to say she's the only other one, but because um, <laughs> I actually have a list of the ones we're going to call out in a second. Oh, God. But, um, Senator Susan Collins. So oh. at first, I think she had like, she was unsure about the Kavanaugh confirmation, but in um, core white women, political GOP women fashion, she ended up voting for Kavanaugh. But the funny thing about it is, like, she's not the only one. She got the most, like, you know, anger because she, like, wasn't going to. She was going to take a stand for women and then backtrack. Or she wasn't sure about taking a stand for women, I guess. But there are four other women from other states that also voted for him. So there's Joni Ernst in Iowa, and she's actually getting, uh, running for a re-election in 2020. There's Cindy Hyde-Smith in Mississippi. She's running this year. And so, like, my Mississippi friends and, you know, followers, please make sure you get out there and vote against her. Um, there's Deb Fisher um, of Nebraska. She's also voting this year. I don't know if we have any followers in Nebraska, but if you're out there, I hope you do, you know, do hey, what it Nebraska. Do. <laughs> and then Shelly Moore Capito in West Virginia, and she's running in 2020 for re-election. And the funny thing about it is, like, people, West Virginia is super racist now, but people forget that, like, West Virginia separated from Virginia because they didn't want to be a part of the Confederacy. So if y'all could just circle back to your um, real one roots, that would be great. I just, so the thing with her was, yeah, she kept saying that she believed Dr. Ford and she kept 
I don't know. I felt like she was attempting to hold his feet to the fire, but I was listening to um, the podcast um, Pod Save America on my way to work this morning, and mm-hmm. they made a really good point that, uh, honestly, she was always going to vote yes. She was always going to be a yes for him. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way. You know, I feel that way now. And I think she she's the type that I really feel like in her heart, she feels she did the right thing. I think she believes what she's telling herself and that does not make it okay. That does Mm. not make it all right. But her stance is, well, she believes Dr. Ford, but she doesn't think that Kavanaugh is the one that attacked her. And it's just like, girl, no, that's not how this works. A lot of them are started repeating that same message. It's like, they have one brain. Either you believe her or you don't. Yeah. And it's and it's almost to the point like so if you vote for this man, it's showing us one of two things. Either it's showing us you truly do believe him and you don't believe her mm-hmm. and that makes me question your intelligence or two it shows that you definitely believe her. You know he did it, but you voted for him anyway because you have an agenda to push. And that says a lot about you as well. That is showing you're ugly. So I just, I don't know. I was so upset because I really thought she was going to do the right thing. So that was why I broke out in hives. Yeah. <laughs> I, was so, I was like, I got so upset on the inside. So it was just like, okay. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like I knew what was going to happen. I just... I didn't believe that people would see outside of themselves and vote, honestly. So I knew it was going to happen. I kind of, I was super like pessimistic anyways. So, <laughs> you know, I I was like, well, it's going to happen. And um, I just hope that Kavanaugh doesn't retaliate and um, vote against every woman's rights <laughs> right. uh, issue that he sees. So... Um, I do want to go on to the next. Um, this is kind of a new app with Apple, but basically yeah. it's called a shortcuts app. So um, I asked my boyfriend like six times to explain it to me today. Um, we still didn't come to a resolution that made sense <laughs> to me. But basically what it does is it does work with your apps to kind of connect them together and make them to do certain things. But right. Uh, the dopest thing about it is somebody has already like come up with a police app. And do you want to tell them yes. more about the police app? Robert Peterson is his name. And um, I will be sure to link the article in our notes so that we can put it in the show notes. Um, because everybody, I think you're going to really want this. So Shortcuts on its own, what it does is it kind of lets you stitch together apps um, to do a certain thing, say you have a morning routine or whatever, but um, and you can activate it using Siri or using uh, just a button. But Robert Peterson developed the police thread within Shortcuts. And basically what it does is, so say you get pulled over by the police and all you have to do is say, Siri, I'm being pulled over or... Um, you, if you have the button, you can just activate the button, but just say, Siri, I'm being pulled over. And then it will, I keep stopping my phone because Siri keeps trying to let me know that she hears me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And basically what it does is it will pause whatever music you were playing from your phone. It will um, turn on your do not disturb. It sends a quick text to a predetermined person that you've already told it you want to text. And it lets them know, hey, uh, I'm being pulled over. And it also drops your location to them. And then it records using the front facing camera. And so... uh, Basically, when it's done, you stop it. You know, once the interaction is over, you can stop it and Mm -hmm. it will automatically send. uh, It will text the video or email the video to, again, someone who you've already predetermined it will go to or save it to your Dropbox. And it's just a way for you to have your own record of what happened. The great part about it is you don't have to figure out how to thread all this together. If you, the, the article will be in the show notes. And if you go Mm -hmm. to the article, there's a link that says police. You do have to download the shortcuts app first, Mm -hmm. but then just click on the link and it will, it'll put those because it ties several different apps together. So it'll tie those apps together for you. So you don't have to, and I've already done it to make sure that it works and it does work. So I did not have to um, do that myself. It you can alter it though if you if you're savvy and you're familiar with the shortcuts app you can alternate to do uh, different things in the in the article there's a lady who she kind of put her own spin on it because she was dealing with a stalker situation and so I think it was just really neat to have and and there are similar things out there like this mm-hmm. but. Uh, some of them are third-party apps. Yeah. So I just kind of like this being something that you know, you know, it's going to get updated regularly. They're going to get the bugs and the kinks out. So thank you, Robert, for putting this together for us. Um, the only thing that I asked that Robert does is like, um, <laughs> please just like show me like what angles I can use so that like, you know, we're getting all the footage we need. Because I just don't know, like, do I put Go it ahead. in my cup holder? Like, how am I gonna, like? I can't just put the phone up in the police officer's oh. face. Well, <laughs> so. I think I think the most important thing is to get the audio. Yeah, um, I just, because I, I like did to think, think the same about thing. a lot of things at once, and I get really anxiety about. I did think the knowing. same thing because I thought, <laughs> so I'm just gonna hold my phone up in his face. Like, right. what's the point of? But um, I don't think that really matters. I think the point is to get the audio, and it's gonna record, you know. But the point is to get the audio. Boom. Um, yeah, so that's super great. I went ahead and downloaded the shortcuts app, so I will be trying it out. Um, just to see, you know, how things work. Um, next up, I want to talk about my fave and like literally like 75% about um as this podcast was my opportunity to like <laughs> talk about Beyonce every week. So <laughs> since uh we have Decided not to talk about other celebrities ever again, or at least for a while. Um, <laughs> it's time to talk about Beyonce. We have room for that. So um, somebody tweeted, his name was Gary Slade, and he tweeted that Beyonce is the first and only Black artist in history to achieve one billion in touring, surpassing Michael Jackson. With just one more tour, she will surpass Madonna and become the highest grossing solo tour act in history. And I'm just like, oh, when will your fave ever? Never. Your fave will never. (laughs) And, and like, I literally, um, because I was talking to my friend, 
or my coworker, and I was like, you know, we were talking about places we want to go see Beyonce. She's like, yeah, I think I want to go to Paris because you know, like she's she brings a new energy to Paris because that's where she, you know, conceived uh, Blue Ivy. So I'm like, you know what? I can start saving now, put, put some money to my Beyonce savings account, and be ready next time she's on tour to go see her in Paris. And I think that's a solid plan. <laughs> I have heard a lot of people say that that the Paris and I, I've I've seen a lot of footage on my Instagram because mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't there, but I've seen a lot of footage of a lot of my friends have even gone to the Paris show. So I've heard that the Paris show is exquisite so we're gonna go ahead and start our beyonce savings account i mean right now we don't have to like really really like save for it but even like 20 dollars a paycheck you know like for a year it'll be fine yeah because we're gonna go see beyonce next time and i I am more than willing to give her my coins so that she can surpass madonna (laughs) and anything in life Literally, she has earned them. She has truly earned them. Uh, and um, in contrast, let's talk about Pooch Hall. Little dumb oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because when I read the story, somebody was like, "You Derwin, we thought you know Malik might do this, but you." <laughs> but um, it's just super weird because he got like a DUI, but also he had this toddler in his lap driving the car. And I'm like, oh. Pooch. But to be fair, like, I've never really thought of Pooch. I've never held him on a pedestal. So he used to come out to Mississippi a lot and uh, host parties. And I always heard that he was I talking to that. somebody. Yeah, he was talking to some sorority Got girl in the state. And so he always came out there, even though he's married. But so, like, I've never really esteemed him very highly. But I was just like, this is like an extra level of dumb. I don't understand why you have your toddler in your lap, drunk, <laughs> having them drive. I don't it know. just, it just doesn't make sense. And I guess for me, it just really nothing grinds my gears more than seeing children not in their car seat. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, when y'all post pictures of your kids in the car and they're not in their car seats. Yes, I judge you. I really do. I'm sorry, I do. It's just too dangerous and I don't like it. And the thing was, so you know, he had gotten in trouble a little while before that for driving and recording himself while he was driving and his kids are in the car. And in that particular video, there's a toddler Age child who was not in a seat and who was standing in the back seat, and then the smaller child was in the car seat, and then he has an older daughter, I think, who was in the passenger seat. So I just don't, I, I just want people to be more thoughtful about how dangerous this truly is. Yeah. Because when I saw the story about him, and I, I don't know what I assumed, I don't know what I assumed, but I, like most people, I can remember my granddad letting me drive in his lap when I was a little girl mm-hmm. and we did it a lot. And that was like my favorite part of him coming to the house was because I'm going to go get in his truck and I'm going to go drive. But <laughs> while I enjoyed it for me, that's dangerous. And it, it, it just can't continue to you just can't do things like, like we know better. This generation knows better. Yeah. So 
the fact that he actually hit another car and then people are saying that the the child was in the front seat crying like that just really bothered me and so i hope that this brings to i hope it I hope that it makes other people more aware and so that we do a better job because it's us do a better job of making sure your children are in car seats and in their booster seat. Just because your baby start kindergarten uh-huh. does not mean that she is old enough to be riding in definitely not in the front seat and definitely not in no, the back not. just with her seatbelt on. She belongs in a booster seat. That um, is my I, that is my my whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll guess I'll say Texas has laws where like they have to be certain heights. So like my niece yeah, and were like does 10 too. years old before they got out of the booster seat. And Mississippi like, oh, does too. They have to be a certain <laughs> height a kid, and a like, certain weight. They have to be a certain five, height and a certain weight. And people still but there's a lot of people in my family, so there was a lot of us in the back. So <laughs> <laughs> we kind of held each other down. But um how we grew up is not how we're supposed to raise our children. Exactly. So, um, yeah, but I was just like, I don't really understand what Pooch is doing over there, but he needs to do better. Um, uh, so for this week, we kind of wanted to celebrate uh, Rihanna, which go, Riri, another go, like twenty five percent of <laughs> what our podcast is about, just talking about Rihanna. But um, this year, she got recognized, or recently, she got recognized as the time. 50 or one of the time 50 genius companies and so i'm just so excited for her because she legit has revolutionized like the makeup game like um because she used so much inclusivity in her marketing and her campaigns you started seeing like everybody like cover girl is gonna show you the darkest darkest girl they could wear their foundation you know like right everybody just started showing like even um color pop which i super love which is an online brand they had to step their game up and create a foundation line that like rivals hers when it comes to the variety yeah. <laughs> that they had to come up with just to, you know, cover our skin tones. And so like, it's like, especially as a dark skin girl, it is amazing to me to see that companies are actually finally fighting for my money. And I'm not just like picking what looks the least like funeral home makeup. Yes. Yes. And that was the thing with 50 Beauty when it came out that a lot there are a lot of lines that have 40 plus shades. It's not that these lines did not have the range, but they did not advertise towards us as if we don't spend money in makeup. And I think I think all of the data shows that black women spend more money on beauty than anyone else. Anyone else. And she not only <laughs> She not only said, yes, I am going to target, you know, black women, but I'm also going to use black women in my advertising. I'm going to use, you know, I'm truly going to use multicultural, multiracial. I'm truly going to use a diversified sample of women in my advertising. So that's what made it so special and so much better. And And I remember like, even like when you go to all the the other end of the spectrum, like albino women are primarily African or African American. So the fact that she like supported them in that way and showed them in that way, which is beautiful and amazing the the big thing is like the 
the market dollars were behind it. So Fenty Beauty made a hundred million dollars in sales <sighs> in its first forty days on the market, and I know because I had to wait. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, like I was just I was so mad. I was like, all you dark skinned girls just went out here and bought this foundation. Now I can't, you know, I had to wait for it. <laughs> I remember going to Sephora and the display looked like kindergartners had attacked it. It just <laughs> Right. It was literally the only colors were left for like normal white people because like <laughs> we sold out. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I love it. I'm happy for Rihanna. I'm happy... Because not only it's not be, it's not only because it's Rihanna, it's not only because did you know her name is supposed to be pronounced Rihanna? Yeah, it's oh. supposed to be Rihanna. <laughs> there was an interviewer oh. that asked her that Whatever. one time, and she, and she clarified that it is Rihanna. But girl, we don't say that. So, <laughs> so um, it's not only just because it's her. It's not only because of the shade range, but the products are good. Like it's good yeah. quality. So. It and she's about to, to take all my money all with her of it. new stunner colors. Because I'm like, <sighs> I mean, for mainstream makeup, they still haven't figured out how to do nudes for black girls. <laughs> and so she's the first, like, mainstream. I mean, there's other brands like uh, Makeup yeah. for Melanin Girls yes. that have yes. nudes. But Shout she's the first one girls. to, like... And, like, at the end of the day, really, it's, like, me seeing lipstick on color people that look like me so like you can pick a black girl but it's still not gonna look like it's on me so like (laughs) right and i'm very confused about my shades anyway so like i look at the darkest girl and see the nude look color on her and i'm like oh okay so it's pink pink on me okay we're not gonna do that (laughs) she's just uh, really taking over i'm super proud of her like i said she at the end of the day she's getting the coins that she not receive from me because I don't go to her concerts. She is demanding her coins from me and I am giving it to her. Okay, so Jordan, <laughs> we're going to go to a Rihanna concert. I don't know about that. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I love her. I don't feel like that's This next album is supposed to be like reggae, dance hall. And so I, I see it being a lot of fun. We're going. Continue. Okay. Um love you, mean it. Um so I am ready to start talking about our poor life decision of this week. Okay, so for this week's poor life decision, we wanted to talk about sleep and um our lack of sleep and kind of like how the world has helped us um, freak out about our lack of sleep. So uh, this article I was reading on Business Wire said there's a um, $49.543 million market in 2016. Um, Now we're between 2017 and 2023, they were forecasting $79.85 billion in sleep aids um, (laughs) by product and sleep disorder. And it is ridiculous. Um, how much we'll spend just to go to sleep? Listen. And so one thing, um, there's a Time article I was reading about it. And it was talking about the reason why we pay for these sleep aids. Um, just, you know, why we pay so much for something that's free. So sleep is essentially free. 
but we spent all these money out in sleep aids because um part of it is like we're super lazy so we like the idea of a quick fix <laughs> it's the same thing with diets like i'm gonna pay for these hcc hcg gummy pie donuts because i'd rather like to pay for something that sounds like it's gonna make me lose weight than just go to the gym and stop eating so many fries right like, <laughs> um Another reason was like, we feel the need to do something. So the fact that we we feel like we can't sleep, we, instead of like, again, just doing what we're supposed to do, we're like, oh, me buying this means I'm more likely to go to sleep. And then um, another way like sleep aid companies get us is they make it sound like it's natural. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, natural sleep pills, uh, even melatonin is like a hormone but it's like, oh, it's the natural, like, your body naturally vitamin. produces this. And then we're like, oh, I don't have enough because I didn't go to sleep. But also, you know, I have my TV on. And um, I've been dancing to Beyonce for 45 minutes. I <laughs> was perfectly in love with my melatonin until you ruined it for me. I just right. want to put that out there. I'm not going to. Uh, yeah. Melatonin gives you weird dreams. But I never had that until you said it. Yeah. I've been taking melatonin for years and never had an issue. (laughs) All of a sudden, Doyen tells me, it gives you weird dreams. All of a sudden, I'm having crazy dreams like I'm being chased by a Muppet, dinosaurs, all kind of crazy (laughs) stuff happening. Like the last time I I took some melatonin, no (laughs) lie, I dreamed that I was living in like this trap house, but I was living there. And like Kevin Gates had stashed like some guns and oh, drugs God. in the closet. <laughs> and like he told me to like watch it and take care of it till he get back. And then my dad shows up and he's like, yeah, you better watch it and take care of it till he gets back. To be Thanks, fair, Dorian. I have crazy dreams without melatonin, but melatonin dreams like made it really, really weird. But the fact is, um, I didn't realize that melatonin was giving me weird dreams. Until I saw it on Twitter that somebody said melatonin gave them weird dreams. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do get weird dreams. So then you passed it on to me. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. So um, uh, aside from the fact that we really are just paying a lot of money um, just to try to do something that we're supposed to do. First of all, I will will say that, like, I think where my anxiety about sleep came from started off as I had a job um, a few years ago and it was supposed to track my sleep and it was mm-hmm. like girl you're super not sleeping and I'm like but I'd be in bed for like eight hours and it's like no you have restless sleep and I'm like wait what's a restless sleep yeah <laughs> and so like it's just like part of it is like they cause anxiety about sleep <laughs> See, but then I- they're like we have a solution <laughs> See, I wasn't. What's the what's the other one? Not Jawbone, but the other one. The Fitbit. Fitbit. I had a Fitbit, and it did the same thing. I use mm-hmm. a sleeping app now with my Apple Watch. It's just that I don't always remember to put my watch on when I go to sleep. So I would never sleep with my watch on. That's when it needs to charge. Like <laughs> I'm not sleeping with that. Well, it has to monitor, girl. <laughs> I um at this point in my life, like I said, I'm I'm big about avoiding things. And so like I don't really feel the need to like track my sleep. I will 
figure it out in the morning when I don't feel well, or if I've been waking up a lot in the night, um, if I didn't sleep well. But <laughs> it's like one of those situations where it's like the more information you have, the more it stresses you out. Well, I like, um, so I use this app called Pillow, and mm-hmm. we need to hurry up and get an endorsement with Apple because I know that we have like given out several apps. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I use this <laughs> app called Pillow, and one thing I like about it is it gives me suggestions and it gives me a lot of like practical suggestions. And it also asks me for like the situation, like, uh, do I have a stuffy nose? Um, did I drink any alcohol? Mm-hmm. It, it asks all these things. And so I can compare my night's sleep and I see what, what really hinders my sleep. And then I can see what really helps my sleep. So that's what I liked about it. So I didn't feel the pressure. I didn't feel the anxiety, which is weird because everything makes me anxious. I just was excited about getting some data that I can actually like aggregate and figure out what works best for me. So I will say um, my poor life decision is in a way I, I know like there's so many articles out there and know what I'm supposed to do um, yeah. to go get good sleep. Um, I, I want to share some of the ways they talk about. So like the big thing is about shutting off your brain. And the thing is with today's like technology, there's so many things distracting us. Like my phone sleeps in the bed with me. <laughs> so yes. literally yes. I just eventually I put my phone down and then I roll over and that's how I sleep. So um, one thing they do say is like in this article that I will share from Psych Central was they're talking about 12 ways to shut off your brain. So um, one key thing they talk about is sleep is essential. And so even like, again, as a type one diabetic, um, I don't naturally sleep through the night. I always wake up and go to the bathroom. But at the same time, sleep causes, like sleep deprivation causes a stress that causes your blood sugars to operate out of whack yeah. <laughs> and so it's like at the same time it's like a circular situation like um because if my you know like if i am stressing my body out um there's a lot of other things that are going wrong so they talk about even here it says sleep deprivation can increase your risk for health problems such as hypertension stroke and diabetes <laughs> oh. so it's like uh if you don't go to sleep like <laughs> i feel right. like this article has a shoe as my mama is like get in that bed <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second um say or way they say to help shut your brain off is to have a regular sleep schedule yes. and i feel like i'm like fairly okay with that in that like i if it's 10 30 i'm walking to my bedroom <laughs> i'm getting in the bed Am I sleepy? Maybe not. But, you know, like, you know, it's kind of like what my parents did to me. Like, it's like, oh, that's bedtime. I need to be in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, I know, like, when I was a few years ago, I had, like, a futon, and it was so uncomfortable to sit, so I didn't really spend a lot of time in my living room. I spent a lot of time in my bedroom. Not necessarily, like, sleeping, but, like, reading and watching TV and working on my computer. And that's so, a huge no. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely been helpful since I, I got um, a food, um, a sectional, and I spend a lot more time in my living room so that my bedroom becomes 
a sleep room um, for the most part. So you know, it's been very difficult for me to go back to making my room just a sleep room because I, I, that used to be the case. And then when I had a roommate, I started spending more time in my room. And so mm-hmm. now, like I've gotten into the habit of, even though like nobody lives here, but me, I'm still in the habit of just being in my room. So yeah, I've got to, I've got to rethink yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. You had to like segment your life. Yeah. Um, but I, my sectional circuit is little, but it's like really comfortable. So like, I, I mean, I spend a lot more time out in my living room than I used to. Um, the next thing was creating a sleep routine or pre-sleep routine. And so that's things like, um, let's say like maybe 10, maybe 930, um, getting up, washing your face. Cause we are women of a certain age and our faces are always doing weird things. Um, <laughs> Brushing your teeth. Um, I remember seeing a meme that was like, you brush your teeth in the morning to keep your friends and you brush your teeth at night to keep your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And so like, just like doing that, maybe um, reading uh, with me, like I crochet. Why can I not crochet before bed for 30 minutes, you know, or cross stitch for bed before bed? You know, like just doing things that you like, (laughs) that don't require so much technology and that's a big thing um the next thing they said was write down your worries earlier in the day and i feel like there's not enough paper and pen in this world but (laughs) i know it but you don't do it right before bed because that's gonna rile you up but um about 10 to 15 minutes a day even if you do it like for work i mean when you get home from work you write down your worries, and then later on, you can go back and be like, oh, I dealt with that. I'm dealing with it. Maybe I should deal with that. <laughs> Just don't do it right before bed. <laughs> so when I when I read that, it made me think of journaling, even though technically, I mean, I guess it doesn't have to be, but I'm just in the habit of journaling right before I go to bed. And so it's mm-hmm. like, I can't, that's a part of my routine. I don't want to let it go but I do know that the act of writing down what I'm doing to make a situation better Mm -hmm. does make me feel better it does alleviate a lot of anxiety so I am going to make like an effort to start doing that at the end of work like the last last 20 minutes before I leave like just stop and write that down I think that's great so I bought a journal um, after my dad passed, actually. So the first journal entry says October 24th. He passed on the 8th. And the problem is, like, the only time, like, I can think to journal is when my emotions are so full that, yeah. like, it's just overflowing. So, like, reading back in my journal is super depressing. And I don't really touch it. But um, just, like, I think I will start writing up, like, my worry list. But, again, when it's soon after work. Uh, my big thing is I have to figure out how to unpack my emotions because I, I feel so many emotions in any given day that it's like hard to be like, oh, I felt this and that was because of this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I would say after you get off work, mid-evening, but definitely don't try to do it before bed simply because it does drum up a lot of anxiety. I I I have to compartmentalize everything. Yeah, so same. <laughs> I'm like, so I can 
I have to separate like my work life. I feel like I have more control over than my mm-hmm. personal life. So, <laughs> so like typically when I'm journaling, it's more about my personal life. Now, sometimes work life does bleed over into that. But yeah. most of the time, I'm, my journaling before bed is personal. And it's just a way for me to get it out so that I'm not replaying the scenario. Because I will replay the scenario over mm-hmm. and over in my head. It's a way for me to get it out. But with work, um, it's really effective for me. And I learned this from you to do bullet journaling mm-hmm. and just kind of get it down. Like, what is bothering me? Because work actually caused me causes me a lot a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. And so it helps to just kind of do a bullet journal and this is what's bothering me. This is what I can do about it. Um, so kind of linked to that, they kind of put it further on the list, but um, like focusing your brain or busying your brain with mental exercises. So <laughs> they talk about, uh, it's simple as like thinking of fruits and vegetables with a certain letter. Um, so, like, once you do, like, release all those worries, like, just kind of getting your brain somewhere else um, in, a, in like, a neutral space and then moving it to more of a positive space. Yeah. Um, and then the funny thing, they say, like, again, number five was um, use your bed for sleep and intimacy. So um, I do have a TV in my bedroom. But literally, like I said, ever since I got rid of that futon and I could watch TV in my living room, I really don't watch TV in my bedroom that much. Um, I've realized that, like, it really does affect my sleep. Um, <laughs> sometimes, like, I have a dream, and it's literally, like, the audio from the TV is what's happening in my dream. <laughs> like, it's, like, driving the audio. So. <laughs> I um, am going to remain silent. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, part of it was... Like, my boyfriend doesn't like light in the bedroom. So, like, when he does come over, he's like, well, we got to sleep in the dark. And I was like, I thought I was asleep, afraid of the dark at first. But then being around him, even when he is around, I've learned that, like, I do sleep generally better in the dark. (laughs) But do you think that's because it's just in the dark or because he's there? Because I've noticed that I am, because most guys, well, okay, I'm not going to tell too much of my business. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, when we go, when he's with me, like, when we're around each other, it's like a fight to sleep because it's like, you know, like, I want to cuddle with him, but I don't want to cuddle with him, you know, like, you know, like, it's just a lot, a lot extra stuff, but I have figured out that, like, sleeping by myself, I don't, I don't need the light that comes from my TV, it just, it's not necessary, it kind of messes with my sleep, so, (laughs) at the end of the day, turn off the TV. (laughs) I'm working on it. Um, there's some more stuff that again, like we say, it's poor life decisions. So the fact that like um drinking caffeine, so drinking caffeine after like 1 p.m. is not recommended. When was um, the last time you had caffeine today, Doyen? It was after 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I was really tired. Um also alcohol. So especially both from like a weight loss perspective and just like trying to sleep normally's perspective like you shouldn't sleep 
or drink bef- like hours before you go to bed. So basically like when you, because alcohol is um, kind of like a toxin, your body always uh, prioritizes metabolizing that. So uh, in addition to the McDouble with um, mm-hmm. Big Mac sauce that you mm-hmm. ordered because you were drunk, mm-hmm. <laughs> your body is like, I got to metabolize this alcohol instead. And so the Big Mac with Big Mac sauce, I mean, McDouble with Big Mac sauce, it just sits on you and, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's not the best life decision. <laughs> when When I was serious about getting to sleep at a decent time, I did... I did have to curb, like, make sure that I just didn't have a drink really late. So if I was going to have a drink, it had to be when I first got home. And otherwise, like, after five, I really wouldn't do it because it it makes me sleepy, but it's a restless sleep. And yeah. And it's also like with wine, wine makes me super sleepy. But if I don't want to sleep right then, I get hyper. So, I, yeah, I haven't been hyper for the last 10 years of my life, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, especially like wine drinking and like whiskey, I will sleep, but then like four o'clock in the morning or two o'clock in the morning, I'd be up <laughs> and I can't go back to sleep until five or six, <laughs> which is super rude. So, um, at the end of the day, and we'll share the uh, the list, but there's just like a lot of things we could do that we know we need to do. Sleep is um, important, y'all. Sleep is super important. Makes you crazy without it. Like, don't let these people on Twitter make you feel like you got to be up all night to be successful. Go to sleep. Right. Go right. to sleep. Sleep is the cousin of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> about to say I was about to say Ariana Huffington did a huge huge expose on the importance of sleep but the patrol was about to make me say Ariana Grande look the Henny Chatter I don't think Ariana Grande did an article on sleep but Ariana Grande gets good sleep I bet she does she looks um, well rested we do have another article that we do want to share about four taxes to help you sleep. So uh, this week I've been actually trying out the breathing pattern. So um, I just have to like take away the anxiety of like, I'm not going to suffocate if I hold my breath. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they talk about breathing in a four, seven, eight um, pattern. So you're inhaling through your nose for four counts. And then you hold your breath for seven counts, and then you breathe out to a count of eight. And so they say repeat three more times or until you fall asleep. Um, And they say it helps relieve physical stress. Um, Like I said, I'm working through it because the stress, I get stressed about the fact that I cannot breathe like I want. So I wanted to do (laughs) the breathing exercise, and I I wasn't going to bring it up. I'm surprised you brought it up. I said, you know what? I'm going to leave it be because I don't want Doyen hyperventilating because I asked her to hold her breath for eight seconds. (laughs) So so I just said, I'm not going to bring it up. I am proud of you for even mentioning it, honestly. 
Um, I'm honestly working through it. Um, other things they talk about is picturing your favorite place. Um, I I don't know what my favorite place is. I just kind of like, I don't do that one. Um, <laughs> um, I never do that either. And they say blow bubbles, which also doesn't make sense to me. And yeah. then trying <laughs> sleep meditation. So sleep meditations is where it's at for me. And so like I have which like- I still don't understand how you meditate without <laughs> taking deep, long yes. breaths. I don't be Not listening to that. And, and it's partially like I will talk about how like my older sister used to make us nap <laughs> when we were younger. And what she did was like she's like lay in the bed, close your eyes, don't open them. <laughs> and I would fall asleep eventually. And the funny thing about it is like she did it because she wanted to go watch like her like soap <laughs> operas, but it worked. And A so hero. like, <laughs> like when, I, when my sleep meditations go on i like lay down i uh it's really funny because when i first start off they're like get in a comfortable position i do this like sleeping like captain morgan type situation where like because i have like 17 pillows in my bed so i'll lay down with like one leg straight and then the other leg's like hiked up and it's like on a pillow (laughs) i was like oh that's my comfortable spot that's not my comfortable spot but (laughs) that's how i always start (laughs) And then I kind of like I sleep on my side, so most of the time I'll just roll over to the side and just like, like the sleep meditation. People are talking to me, but the key thing is I just have my eyes closed and I don't open them, and then I'll yeah. fall asleep. And every single time I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna fall asleep. And the next thing I know, I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cause like, cause they're 15, 20 minute meditations. But I've kept my eyes closed for like five or ten minutes, and then I'm knocked out. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> uh, keep your eyes closed. Don't open them. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> uh, it, it somehow works for me. It's just like somebody's talking to me. Go to sleep. It's fine. Um. So we will share all of our sleep tips. Yes. Uh, that, oh, and one. Oh, we did talk about not drinking cocktails. Yeah. Never mind. Don't mind me. It's a henchada. <laughs> it's a henchada. <laughs> Ease into the next section, <laughs> which is who are you buying a drink for this week? Yay! Am I going first? Yeah. Okay. So this week, I want to buy a drink for sweet baby elephants. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> now, <laughs> first of all, let me start by saying I love elephants, and that's a peculiar uh, place to be in for me. <laughs> Because I can't buy anything with elephants on it. I can't. But I just admire it from afar. So uh, I strongly suggest everyone watch the HBO documentary and Apology to Elephants. So anyway, um, um, this past week, I was going to say, go ahead. go ahead. So when I was in India, um, I bought a pink and green elephant. <gasps> I named her Pearl. <gasps> it's like a little wood elephant. I named her Pearl. Also, That's I met the only a little way baby to be elephant. 
So the elephant was like maybe 11 years old. She's super cute. I have a picture of me and her. But, <laughs> you know, I'm super you jealous. You love elephants, but I'm loving elephants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, this week, um, y'all first lady took a trip to Kenya. And while she was in Kenya, she visited the Nairobi National Park um, in Kenya. And while she was there, she decided to visit a uh, nursery for, I think it's a sanctuary for elephants and rhinos, I think. And (laughs) while she was feeding the baby elephants, one of the baby elephants was like, bitch and just ran <laughs> up on her <laughs> but elephants are so chill <laughs> listen listen you have to I, I have to put I'm gonna put the, the clip in our in the notes so you can put it in the show notes because it is so funny because I read it without watching the clip and then when you go back and watch <laughs> the clip it legit rammed her like he just rammed her mm-hmm. What makes this extra funny and extra nice is the fact that so the Trump administration rolled back some of the bans that were placed by the Obama registration. I mean, registration. (laughs) (laughs) All right. They rolled back some of the bans that were placed by the Obama administration for gaming and basically what the trump administration has done is said well it's okay to bring back trophies when you go big game hunting well they got such a kickback from it that they said okay okay well we're gonna do it on a person by person basis now Mm -hmm. what we do know is that one of the trump boys i don't know which one i don't know one of them uh you know he got into a lot of hot water about bringing back an elephant tail as a trophy. Mm-hmm. And we know people bring back elephant tusk as trophies all the time. And so, uh, you know, Trump decided that it's okay for people to be able to do this, even though we all know that we should be protecting not just elephants, but all of our wildlife. It's like he, mm-hmm. it's like he's dead set on doing everything opposite of our great President Obama. So, great President Obama. <laughs> so I just found it extra kiki that this elephant was like bitch i know what you did and i know what you co-signed and you're not gonna get away with it today so (laughs) i'm going to buy a nice bottle of warm milk for sweet baby elephants oh i don't know i guess because i went to india and uh it's we rode like an elephant and like we saw baby elephants it's they're super sweet they're my favorite um (laughs) but also i love that they charged her up (laughs) <laughs> so Doyen, who are you buying a drink for this week so i'm buying a drink for my sister and um to start like unfortunately my dad passed two days before her birthday yeah. so i feel like uh for the past few years her birthday has had like a sad note but also like i super love my sister i, I love all my sisters but um, a lot of things I've done in my life has been inspired by her. And um, she's just super dope. And I just want her to have a super great birthday. Unfortunately, by the time this podcast is posted, it'll be the day after her birthday. But <laughs> I want her to super duper have a great birthday anyways. Um, I feel like she'd be more of a clear drinker than I am. 
Mm. So I'm buying her a gin and tonic because it's light and yes. tasty and delicious. And she <laughs> deserves. She deserves. <laughs> buy her two. Buy her one for me and one for you. Yeah, but like buy you, buy her more for you because you have more money. <laughs> I feel like that is an assumption. <laughs> I mean, y'all are older. So. And there it is. And there it is. The yeah. age shame. The I'm age, not age shaming. shaming. I'm just it's saying okay. that y'all, y'all are older. Okay. Y'all have been in your careers longer and you can buy more <laughs> drinks than I can. <laughs> so, uh, do we have any announcements for the people before we go? Um, yeah, so we're excited to announce that we're basically oh, yeah. on every major podcasting platform that you would ever need us on. Like so, wherever you are, that's where we be. Pretty much. So we are on SoundCloud, we're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on iTunes. Um, we're on TuneIn. And so, like, literally, you can find us everywhere you need us to be. Like, there's no excuse. We're like no an American Express of podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're everywhere you want to be. <laughs> yes. So, also, um, talk to us. We love to talk. Yeah. We love we, to talk back. You can tell that we super love to talk. We're from the South, so we're super, like, we're yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like comment on any of other places um give us comments on soundcloud or go to itunes um, rate us five stars because we are five, five star, chicks. star chicks rate us five <laughs> stars leave great reviews Listen. in fact if you don't know what to put you can go ahead and be like um doyan and chris are the wind beneath our wings see See, you don't even oh, have to think about it. That's all you had to put. Like, you, you don't even have to think about it. It's already <laughs> there for you. Um, also, chat with us on Instagram. We are Poor Life Decision, one yes. decision, because we're trying to change our lives one decision at a time. Yes. And then um, on Twitter, we are PLD Pod. And we would just love to hear from you. We'd love to talk to y'all even more. We also appreciate you all for helping us with the great debate. And I'm going to say that the results eggnog is the best <laughs> confirm that eggnog is eggnog is the best <laughs> eggnog is whack I am here for blacks that love eggnog <laughs> oh goodness but so, also speaking of my sister she did post on her Instagram stories um, a message I think in UK that she saw about um, pumpkin spice latte so my sister is pumpkin team pumpkin spice latte. Um, no, <laughs> so don't give I us too she, much. I think she's just team Doyen. So she was just trying to be <laughs> sweet and show you team ESL. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know no. what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give pumpkin spice latte another try, um, and I'm gonna add extra spice. Did that make sense? Okay, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 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 So I guess that means we need to wrap it up. (laughs) All right. Wow. Good night, kids. Thank y'all. Bye. Try to sleep. (laughs) Bye. Go to sleep. (laughs) The cubs and the lions are snoring, wrapped in a big, snuggly heap.
How come you can do all this other great shit, but you can't lie the fuck down and sleep? 